Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 325. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our entertainment podcast right after this. We've got some good stuff to get to today. Uh, we're going to start, of course, with the NBA. And uh, Jokic, me, I, I read this online and it's spot on. Looks like the guy playing at the park in flip-flops when he shoots like specifically a three-pointer. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, those those uh, three-pointers are very weird. Um, yeah. Effective Catapult. because... Well, I'm having some technical difficulties here. I'm sorry. I have to apologize. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. We- Andy, put your pants back on. <laughs> All right. Okay. We had some, some computer issues, a little slow down here. Um, we are good to go, though. Uh, Nikola Jokic shooting those those one one-legged threes. Yeah. Um, I think when those those crazy shots are going in, it's gonna be hard to win, and that is uh, the case because. Uh, we're talking Lakers, we're talking Nuggets, and that series is over. Yeah, it was uh, very short-lived. This time last week, um, when we were recording, we were going into Game 1 with a yeah, lot of high hopes. Of for. Hope. Yep, a lot of high hopes. It was a beautiful thing, and, you know, here we are <laughs> seven days later. Yeah, that's crazy. It only lasted and, seven days, yeah. And it's done. I mean, the Lakers apparently <coughs> got a phone call that early morning from the, the lady girl? from the ring, and she said, <laughs> Seven days. And it was done in seven days. And uh, Denver just, I've said it a few times during this podcast, but Denver, and now what they just did to the Lakers, Denver looks just so good. And they dominated Minnesota pretty well, 4-1. Phoenix was a lot of people's team to win it all, and they made that look easy. And then, you know, then all of a sudden everybody started getting on the Laker train of like, oh, I think this is their year. And then they really made that look easy. And... You know, I was listening to something earlier today, too, that said, you know, you got to remember, too, the Lakers were a seven seed. I mean, the fact they even got this far was a little, you know, out of context for how their season, you know, was looking. So, I mean, you know, Denver didn't have to worry about facing a Memphis or, you know, anything like that. So they got they got through it and uh, they're well deserved to be in the NBA finals. And I really it looks like they're going to play Miami. We'll get into that series in a second, but no matter who they play, I just don't think it's going to matter. That team just looks so good. I mean, they're yeah. Michael Porter, Porter shooting threes. Well, Aaron Gordon shot threes. Well, last night, Jokic just can't be stopped. And then Jamal Murray. And it was one of those things in game three, where it was like Jamal Murray had a 30 point first half or whatever it was. Didn't score at all in the third and didn't score till like halfway through the fourth. But then Jokic took over with like 16 in the fourth. And it's like, you just can't, can't, it's too, they're too good right now. And, uh, they've been one of those one seeds that everybody was still like, Oh no, they're not as good as <clears throat> the Suns. They're not as good as Memphis. You know, even Dallas was in that conversation at one point this year when they traded for Kyrie and they're, Oh, they're not as good as Boston, or Milwaukee, but they are well-deserved playing very, very good basketball. And they're going to the NBA finals. And I saw kind of a, a little thing this morning that, uh, cause this is the first time uh, Denver has ever been in the NBA finals. And I saw a little thing this morning that said that uh, some of the things that were going on in the world when Denver or when Denver came into the league. So 
And October 22nd, 1976 was Denver's first game in the NBA in the NBA. What do you think the best selling car was that year? A Buick. Oldsmobile. <laughs> a who what'd you say, Sean? <clears throat> Oldsmobile. Yeah, you're right. A 1976 Oldsmobile Cutlass. So that's cheating because it's in the name already. It's an old mobile. Yeah, that's true. Now, okay, Andy, this one could be for you, actually for Sean, too. What was the number one box office movie at the time? 1976, 1976. October. 1976. Um, I should know this. Yeah, I have um, no idea. 70s movies. Godfather. <laughs> Taxi Driver. Okay, I'll give you guys at least a hint. It was starring Dustin Hoffman. All the, the President's Men. No, Marathon Man. Okay, close. And then I'm not. I'm just gonna say this one. The Billboard top hit was "If You Leave Me Now" by Chicago. It's a good one. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Now I'll let you guys try to guess these last two. What was the cost of a tank of gas per gallon? Uh, obviously, they paid cents. you a nickel. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying fifteen cents? What are you saying, Sean? I'll say uh, twenty-one cents. It was fifty-nine cents a gallon, and then. Ticketmaster. During the gas crisis, maybe. Yeah. How old was Ticketmaster? Four years old. Four years old. Sean. Uh, it's gonna be days. One year old. Yeah, Andy was, should have guessed the second time. It was three weeks old. So that was uh 1976 when the Denver Nuggets were mm-hmm. established, and now they're going to their first NBA Finals. So congratulations to them. Well deserved. Um, you guys have any other takeaways from that series that you want to talk about? Um, yeah, I think the the Lakers side of it. Oh, I do, I do want to say, I don't know. If, I don't remember if I picked the Nuggets, but I did pick them as my best bet. I think to to start the season. I want to go back and li- listen, yeah. but um, I think it was a good call. And yeah, they haven't won yet, but we do think they'll be the favorites. In they the finals. they are as of last I heard from this morning, they are minus two eighty or something, <laughs> and that is obviously because they're already in it, and mm-hmm. the East hasn't finished yet, but. Uh, it's also the fact that it looks like they're going to play an eight seed in the finals, which is kind of crazy to try to wrap around your head as well. Um, but yeah, from the Lakers perspective, uh, there's some good things to take away from the season. Uh, I would say that the first thing is Austin Reeves is real. He's good. Uh, I'm jealous. He's, he's better than like JJ Redick ever was, um, as an NBA playoff performer, which sucks. Cause I'm thinking like, damn, if, only the Clippers had like Austin Reeves during that era. They would have won. Or, uh, and then the other thing is, is Rui Hachimura played pretty well um, and looks like someone they can be part of the rotation going forward. Uh, both those guys are restricted free agents, so the Lakers will have to, to pay a little bit more to both, keep them. Both are young, too. Um, but yeah, both are both are young. I was hearing something that said that uh, some friends were telling me that, true or not, I don't know, but that, you know, Austin Reeves is going to want somewhere around $80 million and for whatever, which I would imagine would be like four years or something like that, which... The way he played, probably deserving. And he was very yeah. good at Oklahoma in college. And he's, but he was one of those college guys that you think like, ah, oh, he's good in the college. But when he gets to the pros, you know, he's going to be shut down. He's not strong enough, yada, yada. And like Andy said, not the case. And what even to piggyback what Andy said too, it's not like it was just the regular season. I mean, he showed up in the playoffs. I mean, his first ever playoffs. That's what's more impressive to me. Anyway, was it his first ever playoffs? Yeah. They weren't in it last yeah. year. He was right? only, he was only second year player. Yeah. Yeah. And agreed, yeah. And he and he he showed up. He he wanted the moment. It all, it reminds me a little bit of a uh, Tyler Hero when he in his first playoffs. Uh, better that bubble. I mean, year. yeah, that that Tyler Hero run was great, but um, and probably actually even better. But it's like yeah. I, going forward, I'd rather have 
Reeves. I think he just oh, yeah. has bigger, bigger size, bigger strength. Um, and has more defensive he ability. He makes stuff happen. Yeah, he's just very – he's confident with the ball. You'd think like, okay, at his size maybe and, you know, being a white guy, he maybe he's not the greatest uh, ball handler and he's not going to be able to drive in. But, no, he's he's he excels at that. He can jump. Um, yeah. But as far as the Lakers' future, uh, it is, of course, in question, which is the answer for that everyone gave uh, last night during the, the press conferences. But um, LeBron's old and I think he's he's – Making statements about is he going to come back, that kind of shit, mostly to force the Lakers to, you know, the, the organization to spend the money, put some pressure on them. Um, and, of course, he's, he's got one year left, and after that, he probably wants to play with his son. That's what everyone's been saying. Um, so he, w- he would have no problem, I think, forcing a trade uh, from the Lakers for this one year left on his contract if uh, he doesn't like where they're going. Yeah, I uh, <clears throat> saw today that they had something. This is a via points bet sportsbook, and this is in Illinois only, apparently. And it said like LeBron James's next team, and it has the Lakers as the big favorite still at minus seven hundred. But then right after that, it says retire at five to one odds. So they're thinking it's it's a real thing. And then after that, you see like twelve to one to the Cavaliers, fifteen to one to the Warriors and Knicks, stuff like that. But um. That is the one thing I've heard before is that he does want to play with his son and his son is committed to USC and knowing how things go, his son will probably only play one year at USC, assuming he does pretty well and he'll go to the NBA. But then it's that whole thing about him. I mean, is he going to be a guy that in two years is starting for an NBA team? I guess we'll see. I don't think so either, but I'm so, I mean, that's why I don't get like the whole thing, but I mean, it would also just be a farewell to or if LeBron it was still playing in two years and he was like on a team with his son and like demanded I be on a team with my son because yeah. that would just be him like having fun out there. And I mean, I guess who knows? And who knows? I guess maybe the Lakers will, you know, feel obligated to have to draft him or something. Hopefully not, but you never know. But then anyway, maybe I'm saying hopefully not now, but who's to say he doesn't dominate at SC this year and he's a player that you want? I mean... Crazier things have happened. I know he's like, I'm pretty sure he was a top 50 recruit, right? Yeah, there's some mixed people on there, but I think he's around there. Uh, some people had him like being like top 10, but I think that's just because you know, like it's LeBron's. So. Yeah. But, uh, that that does remind me. I have another thing about the Nuggets that I wanted to bring up. Um, some of the players on that roster that we didn't see during this playoff series, but uh, it's, I think it's interesting, at least to me. I texted you about the two former Clippers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan on the roster, so they'll be in the finals. Um, another guy, so I was reminded when you are talking about a guy who's a freshman playing at an L.A. school who leaves after one year, uh, Peyton Watson at, from UCLA, who was not a starter on that team, not a big-name big, big name player, but he left after just one year. Uh, he was their first-round pick this past year, and uh, he'll be in the NBA Finals uh, and then I think the most important one, I didn't even know this guy was on the roster, Ish Smith, Ooh, I didn't who think has been on 14 different teams in his NBA career. Really? Uh, so this is really cool. The guy's in his mid-30s now and just kind of has hung around all these years as like a second or third string point guard. So Do you think uh, good for him. somewhere out there, Bones Highland is kicking himself that he couldn't just deal yeah, with his teammates? That's what's, deal what's with funny situations? about that. Um, he kind of, he, he admitted but, that he forced the trade. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know if that's, he cares. He, he, he was, cares more about getting opportunity than, yeah, than winning. Yeah, but he was their guy. But I think him leaving is what – was. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was kind of the emergence of Bruce Brown, right? Because he was their main guy off the bench for a while, Bones Highland. 
Uh, he, yeah, he seemed to play about the same amount of minutes per game these last two years, <clears throat> and it wasn't wasn't a huge amount, but um, yeah, they 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 didn't. I think when he was traded, and then they picked up Reggie Jackson, and they actually weren't traded for each other. It's just kind of a coincidence. Uh-huh. That's where Jackson ended up. Um, people thought Jackson would get more minutes. Um, he really didn't. So yeah, the Nuggets really changed the rotation, and you saw like even like Christian. Brown there didn't even play. Yeah, yeah, he played a little bit in uh, one of the games, a couple of games. Yeah, I think the last two games he didn't play at all, though. Well, it's because those last games is when guys started playing. That's another thing we should note is LeBron James played 48 minutes last night. He played the whole game. No, he took those four seconds off from over oh, yeah. to get in the tunnel. Well, they said on the, in the stat sheet it counts as 48. <laughs> yeah, I think they round up. But. He did get there at one, I think, to start shooting. Yeah. <clears throat> well, some say he's still shooting. But I think that's... Uh, it for that series. So, uh, well, we do have one more series, but yeah. before that, I do want to get to a news story in the NBA. Let's break up the two series here. Uh, last week, we were talking about the draft lottery and it was happening as we were trying to record. Uh, it did not finish in time, but we do have the results and uh, it is important to talk about. So I think, uh, the Detroit Pistons were the big losers. They were uh, tied for the best odds and they are uh, going to end up picking fifth. Um, and this is a, this is a, a draft that's supposed to have three. Top prospects, and then everyone else is. And all, all three of those prospects aren't in college, right? They were all like in the. No, the Brandon G-League? Miller is. Oh, that's uh, right, Alabama. Alabama. You're right. Okay. Um, the guy from Portland, that guy that's supposed to go to Portland, I saw is looks like a yeah, freak. Well, we don't know. Two and three is pretty pretty up in the air. We know. Who well, that guy looks. Be. That guy looks um, like a freak, though. But so the Rockets got number four. Um, they were the number. They got. They had the number one pick two years ago. Number three pick last year. So they've been. So they're building. They've been bad. They, they, yeah, they're they're. Picking up guys. And uh, I Portland saw, just up. a quick note on Houston. They also did get the old Celtics coach. Yeah, you know. And I saw that it's actually favored. Not that it means too much, but that's where James Harden is supposed to go back mm-hmm. to. So they might be building a little something there. I mean, a couple of these teams down here, Houston, possibly maybe San Antonio, they, they could start getting back in the mix in the Western Conference here soon. Uh, yeah, so picking third is Portland. So Portland's tank job at the end of the year. They're another pay, one. Pays off here. That like could I be said, solid. There's three, there's three top prospects, but there's really one top prospect, two very good, and then everyone else. But uh, number two, Charlotte. So they're they're losers in the sense that they just barely missed the number one pick. Uh, and then the San Antonio Spurs get the number one pick again. So they drafted David Robinson in the 80s, Tim Duncan in the 90s, and now they have a chance to and draft. going to get another feed Victor on. Wembenyama. Yep. Uh, seven foot nine, uh, <laughs> I think is what they're saying he is now. Ridiculous. Um, he's, just, he's just a massive human being. Um, who also knows how to play basketball. He was just, towering over Gobert. Yeah. <laughs> so, ridiculous. yeah, right now he's he's going to be the number one pick. Um, Brandon Miller from Alabama and Scoot Henderson, who uh, played in the G League yeah, straight from high school. That's the guy I saw do yeah. some stuff that was – he's a strong young man. Also, I like this guy in Orlando, Amen Thompson. So, yeah, there's Amen and Osar Thompson. They're twins, and they also – Played uh, in the oh. in the G League, I believe. And then right in the middle of them, Grady Dick. Yeah, Grady Dick. So he he, hey, he looked good at Kansas. Yeah. He's one of those guys that I actually think will be a pretty decent pro. So yeah, where do we got we got um, the Clippers with the thirtieth pick. That's that's <laughs> nice to see. Indiana's got like three first round picks, huh? Yeah, I wonder where those came from. There's a guy named Kobe Bufkin. Uh, this this mock draft has him going twentieth, but um, oh, this mock draft also has. This this would be fun. The Lakers taking Drew Timmy and the Clippers taking Zach Eady. That would be a Zach Eady and Zubac are too much alike. <laughs> that would be not fun. Wow, really says the Lakers will go get Timmy there, huh? Yeah. That would be interesting. I mean, this is so far. Oh yeah. I mean, no one knows who's ever going to be picking the second round, anyways. It's nothing. 
Um, but yeah, that's that was a very big story we're talking about. Victor Wembanyama going to the Spurs. Uh, Greg Popovich is going to get another chance to develop a, a top tier talent. So, but yeah, you want to go to the other series, the Eastern Conference series, which is a uh, about to start game four as we're recording. Yeah, the Miami Heat just shocking everybody. They are up three games to none on the Celtics. Uh, they took down the first two in Boston, and then they go home and absolutely manhandled. I believe, well, I mean, they ended up winning by, what, close to 30? But we're yeah, winning by basically ridiculous. 30 the whole game. Uh, and Jimmy Butler just, bullying them, too. Yeah, they, they just look good. And uh, there's really not, in my opinion yet, not too much else to say about it other than the fact that Miami just keeps playing well. I don't uh, think Tatum has a field goal in any fourth quarter in this series. Yeah, I don't even, I'm sure he didn't even play in the fourth quarter last game. But yeah, they uh, are up three games to O. They uh, kick off uh, in about five minutes from where we're recording this right now. Um, They're at home. Uh, I mean, do you guys think the series gets closed out tonight or are we going to go back to Boston for a game five? And if that's the case, then is Boston going to make this thing interesting? Uh, I don't think they have it. I, I think there's s- turmoil within the team. It sounds like they're, you know, going against each other at this point. So I think they crumble. Well, I saw a little, heard a little thing today that I guess Marcus Smart, I know. And like they said, uh, don't let us get one. Like basically, you know, and they're saying if we win tonight, we're going to come back and win this, which is the mindset you need. And that's the only thing that worries me is like, I, I do think the Heat, I think the Heat have to go out tonight and really put it away because let's say the Celtics do sneak one tonight and it's a 3-1. You go back to Boston and the crowd's going to be loud. And I, I It's going to be tough to beat Boston three straight times in Boston. And then next thing you know, you're going to blink and you're going to have a 3-2 series. And then that's when I think things start getting maybe a little scary. And then if this goes back to Boston for seven, I mean, Boston would be like a six or seven point favorite again. And the next thing you know, it'd be like, wow. But I don't know. Miami's just looked really good. I mean, it's it also sure seemed like never happened. Exactly. Yeah. So that what a history for it to finally happen. <laughs> I guess that's true. it really, it, it really seemed like Boston quit though. This is not yeah. like the Lakers played a very close series mm-hmm. and that was conceivable that they could come back. Um, Boston They're up looked 15 like they quit. and a half. Yeah. Boston is 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 a mess right now. But right now they're talking a big game. Like you said, Marcus Smart um saying right now that they're only Miami's only a one point favorite. Um, but I don't I don't see it happening. And and yeah, I think there are problems with the team. Anytime you have, you have the same core together for a long time and you don't win, uh players start disliking each other. And I would think Marcus Smart and Grant Williams are the guys you would dislike, right? They're very annoying. They're dirty players who talk a big game and talk trash. And then when you don't win, those are the guys you really hate. And that was the big thing they noted about game two was game two is when Grant Williams and Jimmy Butler got face to face with like their foreheads bumping each other. And they noted that ever since that happened, uh, they uh, that's when Miami and Butler went on a, a run and truthfully haven't looked back since. I mean, they absolutely manhandled them. All of game four, uh, game three. So really, it's been about like five straight quarters of pure domination of the from the Miami Heat, or six straight quarters because Miami was down by like six at halftime or whatever it was in game two, and then just unleash the beast. So, yeah, we'll see. I think uh, it'll, yeah. Well, I guess we'll just see. I don't know. It'll. It, it's 
It's been good. Yeah. I mean, what's crazy about this, the Lakers got swept. This could be a sweep. Finals doesn't start till June 2nd. So, uh, it's, a, it's a lot of lost. I think, I don't know if the NBA still makes some money. It's the TV networks that kind of get screwed. They lose some games there. Um, but what's crazy is it's not the only sport where this might happen. <laughs> yeah, that's a good transition. Uh, we got the hockey, and uh, it's a good thing to put up, uh, bring up because uh, the basketball playoffs are on. This Eastern and Western Finals has been on ESPN and TNT. In the NHL, the Eastern and Western Finals have been on ESPN and TNT. And the Florida Panthers are currently up three games to none on the Hurricanes. You know, we brought up Florida. Couple rounds ago, when they came back down three-one to Boston, the best another team in the NHL, Miami-based eight seed. Yep, another exactly another Florida eight-seeded team, and uh, they are up three games to none. And Game Four is in Florida, and there's no reason why they won't just sweep it and end it. That that series, I don't think Carolina has a chance to come back. Florida is a good team. It's going to be difficult to beat them four in a row, especially when two of them are in Florida, and. Here we go in the Golden Knights and Dallas Star Series. The Golden Knights are up two games to zero. And as we're recording this, they just scored their third goal of the first period. And we're only seven minutes and 10 seconds into the period. And the Vegas Golden Knights are currently up three goals to zero in game three and are up 2-0 in the series. Already looking like they have a great chance to go up 3-0 in this series as well. So like Andy said, it's, it's <laughs> kind of wild to think that both these sports – in their Eastern and Western finals are at uh, have been a sweep, a 3-0 series lead, a 3-0 series lead, and what's looking like it's going to be a possible 3-0 series lead. A lot of hockey left in this game. A buddy of mine once told me the most dangerous lead to have in hockey is three game is three goals. So uh, we'll have to see. Yeah, it's it's doesn't mean it's over, but uh, it is kind of crazy how these big leads here, and you're you're losing you're losing games if you're TNT and ESPN, you're losing ratings uh from this uh but it does free up our schedules it, that, that's nice uh i was thinking about that last night with like mark jackson gets like 10 days off in the middle of the year right now um, good. before he takes a very long vacation uh in, in a few weeks but it's like that's that's crazy they get a 10 days off here um i mean it's exhausting it's though <laughs> like every night there's a game to watch for you know a couple of weeks yeah well, we're going to go from having, yeah, a game every day at least to nothing so for 10 nothing days. I actually, I, I actually uh, was uh, watching this thing this on uh, Instagram the other day that said the one uh, time of the year where there's none of the four major sports are playing. Do you know when that is? That never happens. Yeah. Yeah. COVID? M- MLB All-Star Weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the only time. So yeah, that's, but that's we're enjoying like Joey Chestnut eating hot dogs. Exactly, and, like that, and we're right? enjoying the fourth. You know, yeah. Or the fourth usually happens a little bit before, but yeah, they say that's the only time. And I was like, well, that can't be true because the WNBA I know plays. <laughs> no, I'm joking, but uh, yeah. So hockey, it's it's it, it's just been funny that uh, we got all these series three games to to none, and one already has been a sweep, and there is probably going to be at least another sweep coming between these last three series. Yeah, so I assume Stanley Cup Finals are going to start I'm, like the 5th or something. Yeah, then. they'll start probably around that time. Maybe even that Sunday the 4th. Because they've been be running like two days behind the NBA. So. Yeah. All righty, Sean, what's, uh, what do we got next on this list of sports topics? Well, we can talk about uh, Michael Block and uh, golf. Yeah, so the PGA Championship was this past weekend. 
And Brooks Kepka, we got to—I'll give him the congrats first. Brooks Brooks Kepka uh, won, and I believe it was his fifth time winning that tournament. It said uh-huh. so, uh, and he had a good Masters too. So Kepka's looking good. He's one of those live players that uh, I'm sure, you know, maybe he's a little bummed out that he's not just still playing here, living it up in yeah and wherever he, he lives, Florida. He I think said one of the reasons he decided to play with them is because his brother got invited to play with them as well. Mm-hmm. His brother's just like not good enough to be like a yeah, real like PGA a, guy. Yeah. Um. So I was like, yeah, I'll I'll do that. And like, yeah, he, he did have some, um, like injury problems. I think. Yeah, I know he said um, he didn't. He was yeah, he was like great. He had a great start to his career, and then kind of didn't win for a while. And yeah, now he seems like he's back. So. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, the, the the big story though, the tournament, a man by the name of Michael Block, and it's more I think. Cooled for us because Michael Block is a uh, a pro over at a local golf course here, a golf course that I have actually golfed at. Uh, I we, oh. I golfed it at the day before uh, uh, Carter's wedding, which uh, Carter, a very very old friend of the podcast, you'd have to listen to literally our first couple episodes. And uh, when I heard the name Arroyo Tribuco, I was like, "Wait a minute, that sounds familiar." And sure enough. That's where Michael Block was a was a pro at and does lessons there. And it's one of those things where you come to find out that there's a small world. A decent amount of people know him. Like my dad was saying that he's talked to him before. My dad was saying that one of his best friends has taken lessons from him before. Uh, another guy I know was actually at the clubhouse where they had that viral video go because uh, the whole place went nuts because Michael Block, you know, let's start from the beginning. He shoots a 70 on Thursday, shoots a 70 on Friday. So he's up there uh, come Saturday. He gets paired with Justin Rose, which to him, he's like, oh, my gosh, shoots another 70 on Saturday. Come Sunday, he gets paired with Rory McIlroy. And on the 15th hole, par three, he dunks a hole in one. And Rory goes, they all go crazy. And they showed uh, a viral video that went viral of the clubhouse at Arroyo Tribuco. Everybody going absolutely nuts. A buddy of mine that I know was there, and he actually even got interviewed. He's actually a scratch golfer himself. Uh, one of our other, my other buddies, uh, his salesman was there, who I've hung out with a few times, and it's it's just it's cool to see. I mean, and he seems, he just seems like a guy that's just very nice guy. Seems like he's he's just living the moment, enjoying the moment, and uh, just pretty cool to see, especially it being a you know an amateur. Pro, I guess, and then you know, being someone that's local, well, and that does make sense. Well, no, they're like technically like kind of. Well, he's a he's yeah, a he's a pro, but not an amateur. Yeah, a lower ranked pro, a lower ranked oh, pro. Wait. But he, but he, uh, I think Dobby had said the most he had won in any tournament uh, in the in the PGA Tour was Under 8, about what eight thousand bucks. You said. Did you get one of those big Under checks? Under eight thousand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yours no, yours comes in the mail in a few uh, a few weeks, and. Uh, of course, that's a Happy Gilmore reference. I hope everybody out there listening knew that. And um, this tournament, though, he won a little bit more than eight thousand. He won, uh, I believe, it was two hundred and eighty-eight thousand. Yeah. So a couple eights in it, and then uh, a lot of other zeros. Not too so shabby. If he, if he if he repeats that performance and like seven more tournaments, he, he can, can pay get a down payment for, on a house. He, he can Michigan. pay for his yeah, grandmother's no house. Yeah. <laughs> but what this also does come with is, since he finished fifteenth place, it automatically qualifies him for the PGA Championship next season, no matter what, because the top fifteen get an automatic bid back. And so that hole in one was the difference. And 
He also got invited to play in the, is it the Charles Schwab this weekend, yeah, Sean? in Dallas. And then I believe even the tournament the following weekend he got invited to. Well, he's becoming already a fan favorite. There's already a lot of stuff I follow on Instagram, some golf accounts that are very popular. And he's just all over it. The world just loves this guy already. Uh, they, uh, there was a commercial that he made for Arroyo Tribuco a few years back that already has surfaced the internet that's gone viral and people even Trey Wingo commented and said this is the best thing that's ever been put on Instagram I uh, so I mean it's I, saw, I can show you guys the video after I saw today that so his clubs at least his iron that he uh, had that ace with was about 12 years old and uh, someone offered him 50 grand for that club alone uh, you know for a trophy case kind of thing but I also wouldn't be surprised now that that's out assuming well, it wasn't yeah before. that's where the bidding starts <laughs> but but no like uh, ping or tailor made or someone's gonna hook him up with some new clubs and all yeah, that that's fun stuff immediate right well he had a quote too that said I have a feeling life's not gonna be quite the same anymore and it's like he's not wrong I mean and it might just be one of those little phases that it's he's just the guy for a few months and everybody's loving him for now and then maybe a year from now people will be like uh or he really capitalizes from this, and it's one of those guys that it's like, wow, he got his start in something like that, got popular, and the momentum just continues. But I guess time will tell. But pretty cool story nonetheless, and really cool that he was a, a local guy from Orange County. Definitely. So it was interesting. I can't remember why, but last week we were talking about club pros. And we were just like, what do they do? Are they just give lessons or something? And I think yeah. you might have been talking about I think the club I, pro at the Tustin. Yeah, yeah I think it was because I was at Tustin Ranch. And we talked about Chubbs. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, because he did bring it to It's kind of funny that way. Uh, we foreshadowed that. Very good for us. That's what the Tony Take podcast does. Pretty good. Foreshadows the future. Now, I don't know the whole story. How did, how did he get to play in this one? Just he applied and got won a lottery or something? Or what is, how does that work? It's like, yeah, I don't know you either. Know, I, they said I don't he was, know. He was ranked. They even ranked him. He was like so 10,000. what happens is like those guys do get to play, but it's like then yeah. I think they have to play in the stuff earlier in the week that even gets them to qualify for okay. like Thursday. So he must have... Been able to, and then you're already yeah, low, low ranked, and low, like those guys don't make the cut ninety percent of the time. And this was a another thing to notice. This was a tough course. I mean, he shot one over, and that was fifteenth. I mean, I think the, uh, I don't know what Kepka ended with, but I know when he was leading, he was only eight under with like four or five holes to go. Uh, so it was definitely uh, a tougher course. I was hearing those guys say that that uh, you know they were saying they don't. Most like they were saying, even if you had like a 18 handicap or something, you would shoot in the 120s or something. So Whoa. a lot of people, yeah, that's what they were saying. So I, that's why I was telling someone, I'm like, fuck, if I played at that course, then I'd probably shoot uh like, who knows what I'd shoot. But yeah, he shot a nine under. And then after that, it was a couple guys at seven under, which, you know, Scotty Scheffler, number one player in the world. And then Victor Hovland, who's also right there with them for the number one player in the world, according to these FedEx points. And then after that, it's a big jump, uh, three under. For um, Bryson DeChambeau. So, yeah, it was funny uh, when Sean's like, I think there's like a guy from Orange County. And I'm like, uh, like Patrick Cantlay, he's like one of one of the better golfers. I think he's from Orange County. Yeah, he went, went to, to Servite. He went to Servite. Um, yeah. But no, that's not who we were talking about. Yeah. And well, what was funny too. So we're watching and they're showing this guy and he's like, oh, he's in, you know, 16th place. Like, what the fuck? Why are they putting this guy on yeah. TV? Didn't so, put the two together. You know what's funny? I didn't put the two together at the time either because I wasn't aware of anything that was happening yet or who he was. But a similar s story to that, we were watching it on uh, before we were going to uh, going to the Golden Road on Sunday. And same thing. They showed him hit a shot and it shows Michael Block plus one. And my buddy said the same thing. They're like, why are they showing a guy at plus one? I'm like, 
Eh, sometimes they'll do that when they make like a long putt or something like that. But it was just a regular chip onto the green. So I was like, yeah, I have no idea. And then yeah, I, as we're continuing to watch, we see him hit the hole in one. I'm like, oh shit, that was today. And then as I'm starting to hear more, they said a Royal Tribute. And I was like, well, well, wait a minute. And then, you know, you start to see on Instagram and on the internet that all this stuff that was starting to surface from him. And yeah, pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, hats off. So, we should uh, try and get him on the pod for when him. he comes home. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I was actually wondering is, I wonder if that golf course is just going to be overly booked this I week. I bet you he's... Like, the, I wonder if everybody's just been wanting to golf there. I bet there. you he's charging more than 150 a lesson now. Yeah, he might be on a little vacation right now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, awesome to him. So, um, yeah. What do we... Uh, we got anything yeah, left? Yeah, we uh, have some soccer. Yep, some soccer. As we left you guys last week, Inter Milan had just moved on to the Champions League final, taking out AC Milan. All that was left was Real Madrid versus... Manchester City and Manchester City took care of business rather easily, winning 3-0. And we have ourselves the champions or 4-0, I'm sorry. And we have the Champions League final set for June 10th at 12 p.m. Pacific, Manchester City versus Inter Milan. Uh, It's in Istanbul, Turkey. Nice little neutral site. And all I can say is I hope the last few Champions Leagues have been Pretty solid games. I just hope Inter Milan shows up and gives them a game. I have a if man if Manchester City plays at their best, this is going to be a three zero type game, and it's going to be boring. But Inter plays pretty solid defense. They have a couple solid guys, and you know sometimes games like this, the underdog prevails. So, well, yeah, I, I think the the question is, can we get like a scoreless first half or something like that? Yeah. So then it feels like. Something could happen. But. Yeah, I mean, I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I think this is got potential to be zeros at halftime, and then it's 1-0, and then maybe it's 1-1 at some point, some late heroics. Um, I, I just don't I don't see this being like a 3-2 game or like 2-2 or anything like that. I mean, I, I just – I don't honestly even see it being 2-1. I think it well, – That's it, usually the strategy when you're the underdog is to just – Keep it scoreless yeah. as long as possible. Yeah, and because there is the chance that it goes into extra time, and then if it exceeds extra time, then it goes into penalty kicks. And when you're in penalty kicks, I mean, anything can happen. So, yeah, that'll be June 10th. Uh, I'll probably I'll probably watch that um, in hopes of, a, of it being a good game. But, yeah, that's uh, that'll be it for soccer news. All right, well, I think that'll wrap up our sports podcast. You've been listening to episode 325 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Yes, thank you. And Tony Katz. Yes, thank you very much. We'll see you later.